Welcome to episode 50 of Communicast, a communication skills podcast. I'm Scott D'Amico, president of Communispond, a global communication skills training organization. Practice, practice, practice. That is the advice from my guest, Kellyanne Doherty. Kellyanne is the chief administrative officer for Mr. Cooper, where she has responsibility for HR, corporate communications, brand marketing, DEI, and much, much more. In this episode, we discuss why you need to communicate via multiple channels, multiple times, the importance of authenticity, and how practice will transform your skills. I hope you enjoy. Kellyanne, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Scott. Excited to be here. I am very excited as well. To kick us off, why don't you maybe tell the listeners just a little bit about you, your background, career journey? and really ultimately what you're working on today. Sure, Um, I'd be happy to. So uh, my name is Kellyanne Doherty. I'm currently the chief administrative officer at a company called the Mr. Cooper Group. I like to say we're the largest home loan company you've probably never heard of. That's because we service your mortgages. Um, But I'll get back to that because in order to tell you about my career journey, I think it's important that we start in the fourth grade. And don't worry, I'm not going to walk you through every grade um, (laughs) leading up to my career today, but it is important that I start there because in the fourth grade is when I did my first speaking contest. My fourth grade teacher really saw that I had a passion for speaking and encouraged me to sign up for a D.A.R.E. speech. Um, The D.A.R.E. speech was, if you're familiar with D.A.R.E., was about not doing drugs. It was a program that a lot of um, kids in the 80s went through. And I wrote a speech about why I was never going to do drugs because I um, I wanted to be president and I wanted to buy a Porsche. And in my mind, you couldn't do either of those things um, and do drugs. I've since learned that that's not the case. However, <laughs> I've stuck to my pledge. And that was my first award-winning speech. And, and I, um, from there, really just developed a passion for communicating. And I've been fortunate enough over the course of my career to turn that passion into my profession. So I started my career, um, what I thought was going to be broadcast reporting, but I ended up working for a guy named Mark McKinnon doing political advertising on George W. Bush's campaign, which turned into some communications roles um, at the White House and NASA. Um, I am not a rocket scientist, but was uh, very excited to be able to work with some. And then from there, crisis communication, a lot of in-house communications roles. And then that led me to today where At Mr. Cooper, I came on board to help them with their big rebrand that they were going through. They were originally called um, Nation Star. Mr. Cooper is a lot more uh, quirky and cool. And so I joined to do that. And there was a heavy emphasis during that time on communication internally, um, especially. And though it wasn't an area that I had spent a ton of time really going deep on, I developed a huge passion for people and what um, communication could do to inspire people at organizations. And um, because of that passion, I was able to continue to grow in my career, take on human resources and some other roles. And that's why I've landed where I have today. But I have to start with that fourth grade speech, because if that hadn't happened, who knows where I'd be today? Oh, that's such a great story. I love hearing that. And a couple of things. One, I, it was surprising. I was familiar with Mr. Cooper before this. Not too long ago, Mr. Yeah. Cooper serviced my mortgage. I think it's since it's been sold off to yeah. a different organization. And I just, every time like a statement would come in the mail, I'm like, I just love this name. It's such a fun name for a company. Thank just don't you. see that all Thank too you. often. So, Thank you. And 
thinking back to that fourth grade, delivering that speech, I just love to hear about teachers getting kids involved in communications, public speaking, really giving them opportunities to get up in front of a group. Yes. I had the opportunity this past school year to go into my daughter's fourth grade class and deliver a lesson in their, I think, language arts or maybe the social studies. They are getting ready for big presentations. And I lead a communication skills training company. We right. focus a lot on presentation skills. I had the opportunity to go in and teach a yeah. lesson to these fourth graders about some tips and tricks and strategies yeah. to improve uh, when they get up in front of the audience. And I was just blown away by how eager these kids were to get up and try yeah. and practice in front of their peers. So I just always love hearing about people having these opportunities, especially at a young age, to get some reps yeah. in, to get some practice and get that exposure to public speaking. Oh, I totally agree. And when I talk to people about, um, especially their children and how they're going to develop and how they're going to find their place um, in terms of a career, I always start with communication skills. Because especially in the world in which AI is going to auto-generate um, so much of what we do every single day, what, what it can't generate is our ability to inform the tool our ability to communicate the results of that tool. And I think that um, good communication is the key to leadership. It's the key to um, really just about everything that makes this world go round. And so if you can develop those skills early on, you have the confidence necessary to, um, in my mind, really excel in your career. Spot on. And that's a, yeah. a perfect segue into what I wanted to talk about first is you really talk about making sure that you have those solid communication skills mm -hmm. and that you are an effective communicator. Mm -hmm. Kellyanne, from your perspective, when you hear that, when you hear that somebody is a very strong communicator or that they have great communication skills, mm -hmm. what's the picture that comes into mind for you? Oh, it's a great question. From my perspective, I think there's a few key attributes to a great communicator. Um, and the first is a person who really understands how important it is to know your audience know who you're talking to um, and know what they want to hear, know what's important to them, what's going to inspire them. Um, and then also because you know your audience, then communicate to them in a way that, that you know they'll be able to hear you. And when you think about that from a workplace perspective, um, it's really understanding the different segments of your team member population and using vehicles that are going to be most effective in, in landing your point. Um, typically when people think of good communicators, they think of what we're doing right now or standing in front of a room speaking, but um, especially in today's day and age, there's so many different modalities for communication. And so it's getting those modalities right um, and then learning how they all can work together to really um, make an impact. And so good communicators, from my perspective, understand um, how important it is to know that audience and know how to reach them. And then the second piece that I would say is um, understanding how to make impact with your words. So don't just think about what it is you want to say, but think about what it is that you want people to feel. How do you want them to be motivated or inspired to act? And um, the best orators of our time, the best communicators are those that really um, elicit some type of feeling in you and the best ones get you to act as a result of that. I love that you brought up audience. That is just an absolute foundational yeah. skill for effective communication is really understanding that audience. And you said something yeah. very important there especially when it comes to workplace communication. And if you're working in a large organization that has mm -hmm. thousands of employees, it's easy to think, okay, my my audience for this message is the employees. Right. But understanding, if you think of that audience, there are so many different mm -hmm. groups and subgroups within that. 
And each perhaps level of seniority might interpret that that message differently or feel That's different it. about it or have different ideas That's on right. it geographic across the globe. So it's really starting to look at not only the broad audience, but what are the sub-segments within that audience? And then, as you mentioned, choosing the best vehicle to mm -hmm. deliver it, whether it is an email, an yeah. all-hands call, recording a right. video message, Slack messaging, whatever it is. There's so many tools out right. there, but it really is. Figure out the audience, drill down into that audience, and then determine what's yeah. going to be the best way to communicate it. And one of the ways to really make an impact is to use stories. Stories are such a powerful way to get people to feel something and then ultimately act upon it. Yes. So there's so many things that um, I think that you've said there that are really important for your audience to hear. And that's the the way that you can think about the different channels. Uh, when we communicate something important internally, we we think about it as a campaign. Um, any announcement, any important piece of information that our team members need to hear, we apply a campaign approach to it. Um, we calendar out what that campaign is going to look at. And it's important because there are so many different audiences within an existing organization. You mentioned the level of seniority. There's also a lot of different types of roles. We have call center staff, and then we have engineering. Those two different groups um, operate differently. They read their email differently. The call center team members, they have um, less downtime, frankly, throughout the day. And mm -hmm. so when you're trying to reach them, you need to think not just about how you're reaching them, but how quickly um, you can get that point across. And so we utilize all of our different channels at our disposal um, and a campaign approach to really drive um, home the message that we're trying to uh, make sure all of our team members hear. And uh, that's been um, important, really effective for us. I remember a person once said, multiple channels, multiple times. And um, it takes um, people hearing the message sometimes over and over and over again for it to really land. And so we really think about that. And then the second piece, and I, and I mentioned this briefly, is just time. Um, for us, when we think about um, communicating a message, gone are the days of a CEO video that's 15 minutes long, that is straight to the camera and is read off of a script. We did that, um, gosh, eight years ago. We've transitioned to what we call Hanging with Jay. Jay is our CEO's name, so it works. Um, and it's usually a couple of minutes long and there's no script and it's very informal. And that's the second point that I wanted to make authenticity. And in addition to storytelling, making sure that people relate to you, that's really what storytelling does, right? Storytelling kind of brings the, the point, the message that you're trying to make home and relevant to a person. And we found that you can do that by really stripping away some of the formality and really letting people feel like they're connected at an individual level. Um, and that's been that's been one of the big things that I think I've learned over my career is just how important that authenticity is to storytelling and to communication. The concept that you mentioned of campaigns for communications, yeah. multiple channels, multiple times is really critical. It's really important because regardless of it is a big message mm -hmm. at your company mm -hmm. that's going out to thousands of employees. Yeah. Yeah. It could be a new product launch going out to your, your prospects, your customers, mm -hmm. quite honestly, even at home. You know, so for example, when I prepare for these sessions, if, if my wife, my kids are at home, I'm doing this multiple channels, multiple times yeah. to let them know, listen, I'm going to be recording. We can't have the dog yeah. barking or knocking at the door, whatever it is. So mm -hmm. I might send a text message to the family. Then right yeah. before this, I went and told both of the kids, yeah. listen, I'm getting ready to record in five minutes. Yeah. 
here's what I need. Sometimes there's a note on my door as a reminder. Yeah. Yeah. So people do, they need to hear things multiple times, different ways before that message really sinks in. That's right. I think I've, I learned that lesson the hard way from an employee perspective, because it would be, you know, you, we'd send out an email, for example, and then three weeks later, somebody that I've considered to be a highly engaged employee would come to me and say, well, you never told us about X. Mm-hmm. Well, we did. We sent one email. Well, one email isn't necessarily going to get the job done. Um, and it's also important to keep it fresh. Like, you know, I think, for um, us at Mr. Cooper, and even just the way that I've thought about communication, it's really important when you're an, um, especially on the employee communication side, to think about how communication is changing. 10 years ago, you'd have never thought to do um, videos in almost like a TikTok viral type of of way. But we're playing around with that for our own employees, Mm -hmm. because we recognize that's how they're receiving their information today. So you have to follow friends too, and be willing to um, experiment with your own ways of communicating um, in order to make sure that you're reaching people the way that they want to be met. Uh, Attention span is so short now. And Mm -hmm. so thinking through that and making sure that you're really um, hitting your audience in that way, I think is important. The experimentation is important. And I think sometimes when it comes to communications, people are a little hesitant to do that because they don't want maybe the message to get missed or to fall flat. But if you're yeah. following this multiple times, multiple channels, yeah. that's especially where you yeah. can experiment a little bit, you know, maybe a quick yeah. 30 second video that's a little bit more flashy yeah. or engaging yeah. versus a long form video yeah. or a very long email message. So I really encourage people experiment with yeah. your communications, the style, the tone a little bit, right. and ultimately that delivery channel. Because you, as you mentioned, you have to keep pace with how people are consuming information. That's changing very rapidly today. That's right. You know, and what we have at our disposal today, too, it are great tools and to, to better understand the analytics of your communications, mm-hmm. too. I mean, um, we have at our disposal the ability to understand what click-through rates look like for our own internal emails. So being able to study that and understand what's effective versus what's not, and then really focus your attention in that way or change things um, in order to make them more effective, I think is um, really important. And then, you know, another key piece to communication that we haven't really talked about yet is listening. Um, Listen to what your people are telling you. If they're not hearing what you have to say, then perhaps that's an indication to you that you need to change things up um, and not be worried about constantly evolving. As long as you're listening and adapting mm-hmm. along the way, I think you'll find good ways to to get your team members excited about what you have to say. So speaking of, of team members, we've talked yeah. a lot about really from the macro level, say the yeah. organizational communication. Mm-hmm. From your experience, what are the skills that really are crucial now for employees to be bringing to the table? If they're looking to grow within their organization, what are some of the key communication skills that are very important in the workplace today? Oh, that's such a great question. And I, I think it really depends on probably the organization that you're at and understanding, again, your audience, knowing who your leaders are and how they like to receive information and how they process that. I'm at a financial services company. Numbers are our executive leader's love language. So you have to know how to make numbers count. There's actually an excellent book out there by Chip Heath called Making Numbers Count. And it um, is a really great, almost guide for people if you're interested in how to use numbers to better 
like and more effectively tell your story. And so mm -hmm. we found that with our team members helping them to be able to translate those numbers into what impact they will have is a critical part um, of their success. And then I would say um, really understanding how to, to communicate in a succinct fashion. Um, executive leaders, especially, and what's the key to, to, to team member success is knowing that if you need to communicate a point, um, make sure you start with we, I say the bottom line up front. Mm -hmm. So when I'm coaching people on how to engage with another executive leader or even engage with me or, or get ready to do a presentation in front of um, leadership, I say, what's the bottom line, bottom line up front? Tell them what it is that you want them to hear and then give them the background, set the stage, set the context for what that communication is going to look like. And then weave in to that the, the different I think pieces of that story that will make an impact on them. And I use numbers in my case, but for other organizations, it might be customer experience and telling a story around what that customer experience could look like. If you pitch a certain idea or you want to um, grow in your career by taking on a new position. Um, so I think that that's really important. And then uh, I come back to what I say a lot and that's impact being able to communicate how you make an impact. Uh, and I don't mean that you effectively do your day-to-day -day job. It's the so what. So I say that to, to my team members a lot. Okay, so now you've set the stage, you've told the story, but now you need to tell them the so what. Why should they care? And um, and it's important that you do your day-to-day -day job well, but if you want to grow, you need to be able to translate that into what sort of impact you have on the business, on the customer, on your fellow team members. And if you can pull all these pieces together, you can tell a pretty compelling story about the, the value and the impact that you make on the organization. So much good stuff there. I, I'm sorry, so, I threw a lot at you. <laughs> no, that's great. I love it. Yeah. You know, one of the one of the things that we hear a lot at, at Communispond really is around using data and presenting data or telling stories with data because it's everywhere you look, it's everything is so much data driven, quite honestly, regardless of the industry that you're in. So it really is important to be able to make that come to life, to use yeah. stories and to find ways where the, the data will make sense to somebody, especially if they don't live and breathe that day in and day out. And so it is focused on how can you bring in stories or how do you use the right visuals to make sure that you're not distorting the data or, or creating anomalies, things like that. So that's one thing that is, that is really power, powerful is you know, making sure that you can effectively communicate the data that you have and that bottom line up front. That's a big thing that we teach in, in our writing courses is really how do you get that message out? Do you wanna leave with the message, then say, okay, here's what I need from you. And then you follow it up with the details and yeah. with being concise in both your writing as well as your communications or presentations, it goes back to really what you started on is knowing your audience. Yeah. The best way that you can improve your ability to be concise is understanding what's going to be important to them. Because I'm sure Jay, right, your CEO, yeah. what's going to be important to him is probably different than maybe a frontline or yeah. mid-level manager if you're having to share that information. Yeah. So knowing, wait, are, is numbers the love language? Is process very yeah. important for this person? So really digging deep, learning as much as you can about the audience, yeah. the person, the people you're going to be communicating with, and then tailoring 
not only how you share it, but what you share is going to really help with that conciseness. Oh, I, I love that. And the fact that you brought up process is such a great example of what happens real life in my organization. The CEO, my boss, Jay, um, he really gravitates toward bigger picture strategy impact. Uh, the president of our organization that leads our operations, very process oriented. So if you want to move the needle with him, show him how um, it's going that the process is going to improve results. And so really knowing who it is that you're talking to and where you want them to go is so critical. Um, but you know, I'll add one more thing in, and I think that this is so common sense to me because I've been doing it for so long, but it's practice. If you are an employee and you're going to be presenting something to an executive or you want to talk to your leader about what it is that you think you can do to con continue to grow in your career, um, I always encourage people to practice those conversations and use your peers, use your colleagues, use your immediate supervisor to help you finesse and, and fine tune that story that you want to tell. Uh, I still practice today. I do a lot of what I call pre-selling. I take what it is that I'm trying to accomplish. And I talk to a lot of people about that. And I found that by pre-selling before the actual conversation, um, I have really been able to think through all of the points that I really want to make. I'm prepared for the questions I'm going to get asked. And uh, my ultimate presentation goes that much better. And so as is true with any great communicator, practice makes perfect. And so I really encourage people, no matter what it is, practice, 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 practice. I couldn't agree more. Thank you so much yeah. for bringing that yeah. up. Yeah. Sometimes people reserve practice for if they're giving a big keynote presentation, okay. right? They're thinking, mm -hmm. okay, I have a TED talk coming yeah. up or I'm doing an all hands in front of hundreds of people. Sure, I'll prep yeah. and practice for that. But if it's right. a, an important conversation with maybe one of the direct reports on your team mm -hmm. or for an upcoming one-on-one -on -one with your manager where it's something important mm -hmm. that you need to talk about an issue or an opportunity or an mm -hmm. idea that you have, practice. As you okay. mentioned, go out to your peers, see if you can't you know, run them through it at some point, maybe during yeah. lunch or, or whenever, or yeah. record yourself, set up your phone, right. record yourself doing that. Chances are you will pick up on a number of things, both from say, the physical perspective of mm -hmm. I don't look excited, I don't sound mm -hmm. excited enough or whatever it may be, whatever the emotion is you're trying mm -hmm. to convey. Uh, and then you may realize, you know what, I should say this differently. I think it would resonate mm -hmm. better if yeah. I could say this differently. And then mm -hmm. this idea of pre-selling is great because as you do that, one of the key things you hit on was you can start to pick up some of the potential questions or objections that would come up to really help you prepare for that. That's right. That's right. And I, I mean, and the last and most important, it just builds confidence. When you practice, you get more confident in what you're saying. And then walking in with confidence uh, really demonstrates to your audience that you are a master of what it, of whatever it is that you're going to be talking about. And um, communication is verbal, but it's also physical. And how you present yourself, how you carry yourself, the gestures that you make, your inflections, all of that is really important. You know, thinking back, right, going back to that that fourth grade, the dare speech that you gave, you've been honing this communication style for quite some time now. If if I were to ask someone close to you and say, you know, what is the one communication skill that has really helped Kellyanne succeed and get to where she is today? What would they share with me about your key communication skill? 
Oh, wow. One thing? Does it have to be one? Um, you know, I think um, one of the things that I do well is I, because I practice a lot um, and I can think quickly about what it is that I, I need to say and how I need to say it, I'm able to communicate pretty succinctly. So I, um, and, and that matters because making impact with your words requires that you get to the point pretty quickly. Um, otherwise you lose people. So that's one skill and extemporaneous speaking in high school really helped me to hone that in. I did speech and debate and um, you learn because you're competitive about it, mm -hmm. how to do that well. But I think if you were to ask somebody at my company today, what is most important in my effective communication skills, it's um, my passion and authenticity. I think people people can feel my energy and I am able to communicate in a really relatable way. And that has been able to inspire uh, the right kind of action out of our team members. Um, they look at me as their their culture champion. And because of that, um, and because I'm able to, to deliver passion when I talk about the their experience and why it matters to me, I've been able to build a lot of trust. The the passion and authenticity are are really important for building that trust. And I can say from my perspective, you being connected on LinkedIn, seeing the stuff that you post, the, yeah. the other layer that I would put on top of that is consistency. Mm -hmm. When you have the the passion and you have the authenticity and you do it consistently, that's going to build yeah. the trust. And I can see from the things that you yeah. post, what's important to you, that you really yeah. care about the people that yeah. work with you. You really care about the culture mm -hmm. of the organization and are just overwhelmingly passionate about communication yeah. and how it can help people. Yeah. So when you combine those three things that typically you're going to see success. Yeah. Well, you know, I think I've learned, um, especially with that authenticity, um, how important it is to lean into that. I've had such wonderful um, opportunities in my career to become a leader. And the thing I've learned about authenticity is that um, in being that, you give others permission to do the same. And that's been incredibly fulfilling to me. Um, I have found the more vulnerable, the more authentic, the more real I am, uh, the better people respond to me. And the best gift that you can get out of all of that is somebody coming and saying, I felt comfortable saying these things or being myself um, in this environment because I watched you do it. And um, and I think that that's, that's, I think, where a lot of leaders, um, if you haven't tapped into that, you'll find you can get exponential results if you do. And it's it's very easy to to talk the talk mm -hmm. when it comes about things around culture and yeah. having an open door policy and being yeah. you know, open and free to really bring concerns, yeah. but a lot harder when people have to actually do that, walk mm -hmm. the walk and back it up with their actions. So kudos mm -hmm. to you for for really doing that and, and growing that throughout your career. And so mm -hmm. if, if we think of this style that you have developed, mm -hmm. you being very authentic and mm -hmm. passion and really seeing the importance of communication and being concise, mm -hmm. who has been someone from throughout your life or career that has had an influence on your communication style? Perhaps what have you taken from them, molded, yeah. maybe made your yeah. own? Yeah. So there's two people that I really think about um, when I think about influence. So there's so there's so many people that I could talk about um, from a business perspective and from other ways. But um, from a true communications perspective, I'll start with my first boss, um, Mark McKinnon. Uh, he was 
the head creative guy for many political campaigns. Today, he is um, the producer um, of a show on Showtime called The Circus, which is a political um, a political show. He's a fascinating guy. Um, known many presidents um, throughout the course of his career, and I, I say him because when I talk about authentic leadership, that's where I start. Um, he and everything that he did. He leaned into who he was. He didn't. Ch- he didn't change or or evolve or mold himself into the person that he was working for or the environment that um, that he was in. He really just leaned into that. I remember a day he had to go to the um, the Oval Office for a meeting, and he was wearing his black and white checkered vans and a crazy hat, and that was him. And um, and I think that I really took a lot from that, but let's get more to the real meat of what he taught me. And that's that um, communication. And and, in this way, he was talking about campaigns always come down to one of two things, hope or fear. And, um, and you can see that when you think about campaigns and you think about candidates, how they've either leaned into hope or fear. And you can really pull that out to almost any type of communication. Um, What are you trying to get people to feel? And, um, and so that's something that I've always carried with me. And he taught that to me from a very early, um, early age. And then the second person I want to make make sure I, I mention is a woman named Ginger Hardage, who started this um, event called the Fellowship in Santa Fe. And I actually accredit the fellowship with my transition into more human resources work because I went to the fellowship as the head of communications and um, came back with a big proposal for my boss about how I could change the culture even more. And before you knew it, I was also the head of HR. But the reason I bring up Ginger is because she led communications and culture at Southwest, which is known for um, their incredible culture and amazing storytelling. And she really emphasized the importance of storytelling in your employee communications. And I, um, I guess I had never really thought about it in that way until she informed that. And what I really took from that and what I've employed at Mr. Cooper is how important it is to ask team members what it is that they they want or need in their culture. Um, And then of course, acting on it, but making sure that you've then told them that they're the ones that informed that culture that made those changes and tell stories about the impacts of your team members on the culture, rather than saying, I did this or the leadership thought that it's um, storytelling for the purpose of empowering people to feel like they're the ones that are creating the culture that they want to live in. And that really resonated with me and it completely um, informed how I really evolved the culture at Mr. Cooper. So she's been a pretty impactful person for me too. Oh, that's so cool to hear. Yeah, Ginger was a, a guest recently on the show. Oh, so you know, you okay, know. I know Ginger, yeah, very, yeah. very cool. Yeah, um, yeah. full circle moment. Absolutely. And I'm just always so excited when I hear people talk about their first boss, their first manager. Yeah. And that's an important thing to think about when you are entering the workforce is your first manager can have a profound impact on your career, your career trajectory, your view on things in a good way or a bad way. And I've heard both sides of it. But yeah, when you have a great leader coming out of the gate, you're one of your first managers that really can just not only show you the ropes, but really show you how to be a true people leader is just a priceless, priceless thing yeah. to have. So that was cool oh. to hear. 
oh, I could I could talk for a solid hour about the impact that Mark had on me. And he he would tell you that he's not a great manager. I, I completely disagree. He, um, he taught me so much in the couple of years that I worked for him. I'm still in touch with him today. Um, in fact, we were messaging, I think just a couple of weeks ago and I, for him, so many wonderful things that he did, but really critically, I remember right after the campaign was over, my plan was to go work for him at his communications agency. And he was getting on a plane to go to Italy because he always did a big trip with his wife after a campaign was over. And he called me from the airport. And this was before it was really easy to make international phone calls on your cell phone. <laughs> calls him from the airport and he's going to be gone for two weeks. And he's like, hey, um, K2. He called me K2 um, or Kalo. It just depended on his mood. It's like, you know, I've decided I think that you probably would be better suited working in the administration of the White House. I think it'll be really good for your career. So um, I called somebody. They're going to give you a call. I'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. And I was like, what? <laughs> Wait, what? I need a job, sir. What are you talking about? I want to work for you. I love you. Um, you are who's my one of my favorite bosses of all time. But he knew in that moment what I needed to continue growing. And he pushed me out of the nest, so to speak. And I've um, since pushed a couple of people out of the nest. And it's really important that you have people that not only can um, grow and develop you, but also know when it's time for you to grow and develop in different ways. And that's what he did for me. And I, like I said, I could talk for an hour about um, the impacts that he's had on me. He was a remarkable first boss. That is the hallmark of a true servant leader. Somebody yeah. that is ultimately focused on your success, that they will push you out of the yeah. nest because they know that's what's going to be best for you. Yeah. It may not have been best for yeah. him, right? Not having yeah. you working at his organization, but knowing yeah. that's ultimately what's going to be best for you. Yeah. I just love hearing that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh. He was, he was so cool and so fun, so smart um, and so intentional. And I can look back and see the intentionality there um, even more than I could in the moment. Kellyanne, as we're wrapping up here, what piece of closing advice would you have for somebody listening to this, whether perhaps they're just coming out of school, starting their own business, maybe they're mid-career, looking to make a change? What advice would you have for them around the importance of developing their communication skills? Oh, practice, practice, practice. Um, I've talked to several people, one woman actually recently who was getting ready to, to do a panel discussion and she was really nervous and um, uh, she doesn't work at my company. She works at a different one. And I offered to her to call me so that we could practice. And we did just that. And I saw her a couple of weeks ago at an event and asked her how it went. And she said it went amazing because she felt prepared. And so no matter what it is that um, you're trying to do, whether you're earlier in your career, mid-career trying to make a change or, or trying to grow, practice. Find people that will practice with you. It could be a spouse. It could be a friend. It could be a colleague. But whatever it is, really be intentional about taking that time to finesse your skills um, ahead of any interview, conversation, presentation, because that's really where um, the magic happens. And practice does, in fact, make per perfect. So I would start there. And then the second piece of advice I would give to people is to really listen. Um, when you're getting ready to communicate, ask questions first. 
listen to what, what it is that they have to say, because in that listening, you're really going to understand what it is that they need to hear, how to move the needle with that person, how to make an impact there. And that'll inform ultimately what it is that you want to say and how you want to say it. So practice and listening. Two things that um, don't necessarily speak to the type of communication style that I think are foundational. Absolutely. And the thing that I'll add with practice is not to just think about practice when it's a big event coming 100%. up. I try to look at every single communication yes. and interaction that I have with somebody, whether it's with my kids, someone yes. on my team, a podcast yes. like this, ordering at a restaurant, talking to my doctor. Those are all reps. You're coming yes. out of playing sports, a sports background, putting the reps yes. in and looking at that's right. Every interaction as an opportunity to get better and to hone my skills, you yeah. do that consistently, then when you have the big opportunity come up, it's going to feel less daunting, less overwhelming, and then you're in the routine of practicing, so you'll be, quite honestly, more open to doing more formal practice, so practice and listen. Kelly M., oh, thank you wonderful. so much for joining me. Really, really enjoyed our conversation. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I think as you can tell, I'm pretty passionate about yeah. communication. And so it was a real treat for me to be able to spend some time uh, with you talking about it. Perfect. I hope you have a great day, Kellyanne. Thanks. Same to you. Take care. A special thanks again to my guest, Kellyanne Doherty. Kellyanne's point about focusing on your audience and how you want them to feel is so crucial. As we discussed, a great way to elicit feelings from your audience and move them to action is to incorporate stories into your message. If you're looking to improve your communication skills, be sure to subscribe to Communicast so that you can continue to learn from my guests with each new episode. And if you have found value in the show, leaving us a rating or review would be appreciated. Thanks and have a great day.